0: I'm Harry Khan, this is Late Tackle, episode 38. Thank you once again for joining us. We've had worms trotting, running around London, but doing some good, it seems. I'll, I'll introduce you to worms in one sec. But very quickly, I must say hello to Morgs first. Morgan Newman, welcome back. How's it, Harry? Thanks. So for just the... you and I last week, eh? Hey? I mean, yeah, yeah, we held down the fort. Oh, the the, numbers, numbers, was the fort. numbers skyrocketed all numbers of a sudden. numbers skyrocketed. Hey? I mean, it's not to say <laughs> because of worms. Worms, first of all, where is my bottle of Fines Master?
1: Howie. I, I can confirm you on social that, media. that the real deal, it is good. And so nothing f- for us? Huh? Massive, nothing for the taster. full no intention, way. but I'd, we drank it. Okay. We drank okay. it. Okay. Sculler, uh, Sculler's dad, Mikey Rhodes, a few other guys. It was just the right thing to do at the time. Have you heard that
0: saying yeah. about an elephant never forgetting? How it can't never forget. Your, your nose
1: is much. as long as an elephant. Boys,
0: um, a massive week in South African rugby. We've got the All Blacks this week. Uh, against the Springboks, he loved his fastball. Um, we could probably stand, hashtag #StandTogether. Hashtag #StandTogether. Brilliant, Let's ad, get it right. I must say. Brilliant. let right. Let's do it. A little bit of social media beauty there. We could talk for hours about this, but Worms, you found us somebody in London that can probably tell us a little bit more than most about what it's like to play against. Yeah, he's like. definitely done it a few I mean, think he did it 18 times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, really? I mean. Is that what he said as well? It's he did 18 times, and he won a few. Eh? And he won a few. He probably won probably as many as... No, I'm actually lying. Sorry, I think he, he won five or six. Pardon me. Against the Wallabies, he won half his games against
1: them. Worms, do, you okay, oh, yeah, do you want to more?
0: introduce your, your guest?
1: No, a former the teammate guest. of ours. Yes, yes. Western Province Stormers, Springbok legend, World Player of the Year 2004. I mean, we don't even need to say any more. Why don't you pop into the middle here and let's dial in Scala Burger. Ex-colleague of mine too, hey, I might. Um, <laughs> oh. Scala.
2: <laughs> there we are, we're
1: good to go. Check how he's in the middle. Hello, Scala.
2: Oh, Howie? How are Scala. you? Cheers how are you doing, my friend?
3: Like and you, my man.
2: So good, thank you.
3: What's happening? Tell her, give us a little bit of a rundown. I mean, of all people, I probably want to know more than anyone else. What's been happening the, uh, on the outside?
2: N- nice and relaxed, this I just got back from uh, quite a long-term injury, so I uh, ripped the hamstring off its mountings end of last season. Oh, um, wow. So- that was a four and a half uh, month which um, obviously worked in my favor a little bit. I was trying to come up with something so I could miss preseason. I didn't quite <laughs> barg- I didn't quite bargain on ripping something off the bone as part of the plan. But um yeah, lovely being back. Obviously the played the last two weeks, came off the bench. I played about twenty five minutes in each game, respectively. And uh, Sarah, since we've obviously got off to the perfect start so far, you know, we've got five bonus bonus point wins under the belt out of five games. So um it's been a pretty pretty good start for us.
1: Scott, kind of a quick one. That's actually a record, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's the best the best start um, ever. So it was four in a row and then we've gone one better and I do five in a row. And then, uh, you know, in the league, I think it's 11 in a row now, 11 games in a row of league games we've had a bonus point try scored. Yeah. So um, we're on a bit of a roll at the minute. Um, so long may it last.
1: But I mean, is, is that something that's sort of partially planned with a number of guys that'll get pulled into... Uh Pulled into the November tests?
2: Yeah, I think it's part of our planning to get off to a fast start because we do lose quite a few players come the the international season. So, you know, last year we had a bit of a wobble through December and January. So, um, you know, which probably put us on the back foot a bit for Europe. Uh, We weren't playing too well at that stage. But then, you know, we sort of got our things, you know, Playing a bit better and got all our internationals back for the end of the Premiership, which obviously worked in our favour. But you know that's that's a time where the season in the season where we battle the most, so we we tend to lose. But between eight and eleven players, give and take, you know who's available, who gets selected or not. So um, you know, this year will be no different, and especially when the team's playing this well, you know you tend to get a few youngsters getting called up uh, in the England squad as well.
0: Scala, one of the guys that you will probably lose is uh, Beli Vinapola. Um, and I'm, I think I'm obsessed with him on the show. Every guy that plays for Saracens that we have on here, I ask. But as a, as a fellow hard man, how hard is Billy Vonnipola and how central is he to the, to the Saracens in England fortunes?
2: Well, he's just a giant, isn't he? He's yeah. quite short. He's quite short. He's a little bit shorter than me, but you know, he weighs anything between 135 and 140 <laughs> grams. So he's one of those guys. who's almost like trying to tackle a wine barrel. There's not really much space. There's not really a target, you know. So um, he's one of the nicest guys out there. You would never guess that he's quite quite aggressive on the rugby field because off is he's so placid, lovely, lovely man.
0: And he is he is he? Would you say probably one of the key men for England ahead of the World Cup next year?
2: Well, I think so. You know, um, you know, he's just one of those guys with his physique, he just carries the ball so well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in and around him, you know, if you play with him, you know, we want Billy on the ball, carrying it forward. So, we we sporty at Saras at the moment as well. We've got Will Skelton, you've got his brother Mako, we've got a lot of good ball carrier carriers. So, You know, for England, I think it's imperative that they get him fit. You know, he's had a bit of a bad run of late, so he's played sporadically over the last two seasons, and in between that, he's had quite big injuries. So... You know, we, we're hoping for us, you know, yeah, it's Saracens that he gets on a roll and then obviously for Billy to to get a bit of a roll on. Uh, maybe not the first week in November when they're playing <laughs> the box, but definitely <laughs> later on when they're playing the All Blacks and the Wallabies and, and the Japanese sides. Um,
0: and Scala, the plan for you is just to get you ready for November so you can obviously take over when the England guys move move out and you'll obviously be the senior guy in the starting lose trio for Saracen.
2: Yeah, actually for the first time now that I've been here, we've actually got the full complement of throw fit, you know, we've, um, since I've arrived here, I think the initial plan when I arrived was to sort of do a rotation of all the loose forwards because we've got quite a lot of depth. Unfortunately for, for me and for everyone around, we've had quite a few injuries, so it ended up, you know, playing quite a few games the last two years, yeah, between me and, and uh, Mike Rhodes in the first, year, and Jackson Ray has pretty much played every single game, so Uh, I think the plan is to rotate a little bit, you know, and then obviously for the big games in Europe coming up in a couple of weeks' time and then obviously through November, you know, you've got to have your best players available. So um, I think it changes week by week, you know, but there's like a broader plan put in place. Um, also, not the youngest anymore, Howie, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of quick. One so, you... so when when they come to me some weeks and they say you can have a weekend off, I gladly accept that. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: golf swing must look amazing, eh? Surely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we're trying to fit in as much golf games as we can, because as we know, um, you know, the summer doesn't last forever over this side. So it's already uh, dropped a couple of degrees. Luckily, the weather's been outstanding. It's getting chilly though. And then the clock turns back in a month or so is time. Yeah, so November is it's darkness descends in the in, in yeah. Mud Island. And then, to be honest, we fair we're golfers, South Africans. Like we don't get out too much. Yeah,
1: true, <laughs> very true. Sarah, so quickly, you spoke now about the whole sort of you know the idea originally being you know around rotating the loose forwards. Is that something you've noticed since you've arrived at Saracens that there's there's sort of um, well thought out and well put together plans? To to leverage the full squad as best as possible compared to, for example, a Super Rugby setup.
2: Yeah, I think so, Wims. I think it's twofold that we, I think we, quite sports for choice here. Our squads seem to have a bit more depth than we have in South Africa. In South Africa, obviously, the turnover of personnel is very high. So every year, almost you know, a new player comes in and he gets bred into Super Rugby, uh, and therefore, I think it becomes quite tricky to rotate players. Where over year, obviously. Even the Owen Farrells and these guys have all played over 200 games for Saracens, so it's quite easy, I think, to get a rotation quality in and around those players because they've been around for such a long time. Jamie George, you know, has played 200 over 200 games for Saracens, so you know, um, because of that, and maybe a couple of older guys like myself hanging about, you know, we tend to do quite a bit of rotation through the season. You know, try and get everyone a few minutes under the belt and then for the coaches, once they've created that debt, they're for choice. So come the playoffs, they can pick the best team they've seen fit for the weekend.
0: Yeah. Scala, we've we got a couple of questions from some readers and some of our viewers. Believe or <coughs> not, we have a couple of people that tune into the show. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and sort of the question here from I am Jean Milan, it sort of leads into what Worms just asked now. And I know you've been asked about this before many times, but what, what are your feelings on the future for South Africa? Like, do we need? Do you think Super Rugby has, has reached its crescendo now? Should we perhaps jump into the Pro 14? Imagine playing in the English Premiership in some way, or gosh, joining the European Cup. I mean, where do you see this going? Especially having experienced both sides of, of both sides of the hemisphere as a rugby player.
2: Yeah, it is, it's a tricky one, Harry. Because I mean, we obviously all look at it, and the best competition I ever played in was Super 12, and the Super 14 when it was mm-hmm. round robin. Um, And the competition was just much easier to follow as a spectator. So uh, Super Rugby, I think, has sort of got too complicated. And it becomes quite difficult to follow. And then it's got the break in June. And it becomes, I think, quite tricky for spectators to keep on top of it for eight months. Um, Obviously, you know, there's a broader bunch of issues there that, you know, they're not really making a lot of money. There's not a lot of supporters watching the game down there anymore. South Africa is doing okay, but especially... If you look at the Australian-Asian games, you know, they seem very poorly supported. So um, we never know. Look, I'm just a rugby player, but I think it does make sense just from a television rights point, you know, that we've got a great timeline here with France, with the UK, um, cut down on travel costs, you know, make it a simpler simpler um, competition to follow. Uh, but in saying that, you know, there's, you know, it's such a long process, I think, to get a change at the moment. So... You know, we stuck with Super Rugby the way it is now, um, but I think the best competition was a simpler version of what they are doing now—the extended tri-nations, uh, extended Super Rugby. Um, look, I mean, I think with Pro 14 moving that way, with uh, with the Kings and the Cheetahs, it has been quite interesting. It makes for interesting viewing over this side as well, seeing them playing in the Pro 14. So, um, look, I mean, the rugby over here is—it's a Quality game at the minute. There's a lot of good players involved over here. We've got a lot of um, wealthy owners putting money into rugby, trying to make the product as as um, representable as possible. So it's in a healthy state over here, um, and you know we just hope that you know rugby stays healthy down in South Africa and especially down in Cape Town.
3: Uh, Scott I was just uh, I was just listening to your record off air. We were just chatting about about your, your record off air, about how many times you've played the All Blacks, how many times you've won, and the same with the Aussies. But uh, so I want to cut to the chase here and, and head straight into, um, uh, obviously, you're keeping a close eye on the box and so forth. What's your opinion? I know you worked with Rasi. I mean, when I was still there, I think we worked with Rasi for a while, and I know you've got a good relationship with him. What is your opinion on, on, on where the box are at currently? And also, I mean, for the first time, well, personally, I think it's looking extremely positive. But what's your thought on, on, on the box setup at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think it's been very encouraging. I think there's not a South African that lives in the UK that didn't at least have a bottle of a wine finished two weekends ago at eleven in the morning. I mean what what a win against the All Blacks. I mean I mean it's been long overdue. We've been waiting for that one for a while. Um and to do it away from home. I mean that's special. I was fortunate enough, you know, obviously to be in a couple of teams we we did it, you know, one with the Ricky January chip kick and then the one in Hamilton where we won the Tri Nations over there. But I mean, I think it's continuous Job for them to keep on improving and keep on improving. Um, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. You know, I think the team is playing with a lot of guts, and you know, the team looks like they've sort of got identity, what maybe in the previous years they were lacking a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So I've I've really enjoyed it. It's massive energy. As always, I think the biggest challenge comes when condition doesn't quite suit us. If you take, for example, the Newlands test match after the two Haifel test matches in June in England where you know we've got to be more tactically astute. Technically, we've got to be better. I think then we find it quite difficult to find a way how to create territory, create pressure. When we're playing at the Haifel or playing in good conditions where our big fours can come around the corner, quick ball, fuff, um, Andre's been playing well, Obviously, our outside backs are super exciting. I think then we find it quite easy to play with tempo. So I think this weekend will be quite easy for the box to get tempo and play against the All Blacks. You know, it's tricky against the All Blacks at high-field test matches because they're almost guaranteed of scoring 30 points. So it's if we can score more than 30 points against them. And then November will be a big challenge for this group because obviously the the conditions are challenging. And the teams over here, uh, what they're really good at is... How do we create pressure through kicking or exiting or structuring it a bit different? You know, the things where we as South Africans are maybe a little bit better than over here is just playing heads up rugby, get our forge around the corner. Um, so it's going to be a challenge for them to, you know, keep... They've got a tough, tough November coming up, um, but first and foremost is the All Blacks next weekend. So um, we're all looking forward to watching that. It's going to be so exciting. Do
0: you think we... Sorry, well, do you think we can do it this weekend, Scott, against against the All Blacks, make it two from two against them in the same year?
2: Look, I mean, as the, the game in Wellington showed, anything is possible in this game. Yeah. As I mentioned, the thing with playing the All Blacks up there is they almost we almost think that they're going to score 30 points up there, so mm-hmm. it's if we can score, score more than that. And I think this weekend against the Wallabies, we created so many opportunities, and we didn't use them. Uh, luckily for us, you know, Australia's probably just not good enough to get you know, use their opportunities as well as they should. Unfortunately, when you play the All Blacks, they tend to create six chances and they use five. And uh, and for us to win this weekend, if we create chances and we use them, we can build scoreboard pressure, maybe get up to a little bit of a head start up at the high felt and really push that advantage home. But if we create a lot of opportunities and don't use them and don't get scoreboard pressure, I think it's going to be quite tough for us to win on the weekend.
1: Scott, I think we're going to come back to the box, but I just want to mm. ask another question on behalf of one of our 10,000 uh, 10, viewers. 10,000, are you? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, a guy called Bendy Beer. He, he, he wants to know, um, and, and he actually put a little clip of it on social media. He wants to know, <clears throat> the, to your mind, the biggest tackle you've made in your career, was it the one from the 2009 Curry Cup semi-final on, on Free Pria that I think... If you listen carefully in Newlands, you can still hear it.
2: I think that must be the biggest one. Also, like quite a nice game, you know. Obviously, North versus South, yeah, big semi-final. Unfortunately, we lost it. You know, kicked thing, kicked incredible penalty kicked uh, on the hooter, yeah. uh, on the hooter. But yeah, that was. It was a pity it was Farida Priya because he's one of my best mates. But, you know, he was, he was wearing the wrong colour jersey, yeah. unfortunately, the wrong blue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Scala, just like a, a couple of uh, left field questions here from another one of our our, our viewers, uh, Brian Feeney. One, he says he asks, "What was the funniest punishment you've ever seen on a rugby tour?"
2: Um. There's been plenty, there's been plenty, we, we at Saracens at the minute have got quite a good one, so we've got to roll the dice, and then every number on the dice has got a respective punishment, but we have got one big um, lorry tyre, um, and number three on the dice is going in the tyre and getting pushed down a hill into a hedge. So then Mac- Mac- Maco and Napola got it, so we all knew it's going to be a challenge just to get Macco yeah. in the, the, the tire. I promise you, it took about half an hour, and he was saying we've got to re roll the dice. Eventually, we got him in the tire. Just imagine <laughs> Macco and Apollo. obviously butt cheeks on either side out. We <laughs> went down into the hedge. The only problem is the other blocks, stopped like two metres into the hedge, he basically cut down the whole forest <laughs> and he kept on going came out the other side in the farmers field. But it's one of the funniest sites I've seen.
0: <laughs> Scala, um, without trying to sort of dredge up too much of the past, I mean, we, we know obviously you had like a couple of health problems and, you know, things were a bit tough for you a couple of years ago um, and you made your comeback. And I'll never forget, before you made your comeback for province, against the Cheetahs. You said the biggest issue you had was whether to drink half a bottle of wine or a full bottle of wine the night before the game, <laughs> because for a whole year, you and your wife sort of on a Friday night could have a nice steak and a, and a glass or two of red wine. But how much, was your, um, how much has your sort of outlook changed since your comeback? And from a social point of view, I mean, have you enjoyed yourself a lot more in the sort of, call it the second half of your career?
2: Yeah, I think I've always enjoyed the game. I just think, you know, at the time where I got injured, you've played a lot of rugby games at that time and you've got quite a big role within not only the Stormers but with the Springboks. And I think, you know, at some time you sort of lose perspective of where you're at, you know, what is important because rugby obviously, and rightly so, rugby dominates. And then, you know, I went through a few things that really put life into perspective. not only rugby and rugby became a much smaller part. Although I just, it's just as important. It's just not, you know, domineering my life. So... When I came back, and you can only have that perspective, I think, once, you know, something life-threatening has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you send to, I've always been relaxed, but then just be a bit more relaxed, you know. So uh, I've <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it. Um, and even now, like, I think I like the game now. I enjoy the game as much as I've ever done. That's things you don't enjoy that much as warm ups and trainings and meetings about rugby <laughs> and breakdown drills. See. So you can you can you can Monday mornings. with me and yeah. go to Tuesday morning malls and scrum setups and you know, those things we don't like. But playing the game is just it's just great. It's the best thing. That's why we play it. Um, and I think you know obviously I've always had a nice perspective, but that just you know sort of made it even more so.
1: It's got a quick and just following up on from that last question, but obviously, you know, in your decorated career, you would have attended more than a few uh, fines meetings. (laughs) Who who do you reckon are are some of your key individuals to run a very successful fines meeting?
2: Yeah, successful fines meeting. We're gonna have John de Villiers, (laughs) uh, preferably up there in the chair, and if you know, away from home, so that you know he he doesn't feel obliged to drive home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, we've got to have some English in there, Worm, so we'll put you left front. <laughs> and goodness. then, um, yeah, just cut. as local bartender and keeping some um, orderly conduct, Ricky January, you can fly him <laughs> all the way from uh, France, <laughs> and um, he can basically run around, serve us all <laughs> <the> drinks, <laughs> and <laughs> someone steps out of line. You know, Ricky over the years has um, become quite a handy bouncer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And Skala does. Please tell me, Mike Rhodes doesn't have that Kudu horn of his that with him at Saracens, or is it Pat whose horn? Well,
2: Pat, has got the Kudu horn, and now they actually having? You know, they're making a gin called Fine Master. So, yeah. Um, yeah, God forbid I'm in a room with the horn with Fine Master. <laughs> Because the first weekend of our of our our, our league, they um, obviously gave a few fines master and a few Wolfback for all the sweet holders, and apparently there was like ten um, injuries from drinking
1: <laughs> from drinking <laughs> fines master and Wolfback
2: lager. It's still, the, it's still up for debate. It's still up for debate which had the greater effect. Um, but yeah, you've got to be careful when you when you're hanging around those two blokes. <laughs>
0: And um, Scala, the the obvious question, um, this will be last from me and then Worms and Morgs will wrap up. What does the future hold for you? I mean, we've got another 10 years in the career for you or (laughs) another 200 games at Saris. But
1: but seriously, Scala, you mentioned like November's, and I agree with you 100%, it's going to be tough for this current group of Springboks. Especially last November was obviously basically an abomination. You know, it was horrendous. Is there any chance that you might get a call up there just to go and balance out the... Balance out the levels of experience. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Get
2: get get the average age above thirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we um. Well, look, you never say never, hey. Yeah. So we obviously I I know Russi very well. Worked with him for a long, long time. So um, you're not too sure. I mean, obviously, first and foremost for me is this helping Saracen, doing your with the Um. You know, playing as well as you can. We obviously, it's got a long, long season over the side. So you know. This whole first half of the season is about jostling for position, getting yourself in a position to make a big push and finish top two, wherever you're playing in Europe or in in the in the Prem. Um, yeah, but immediate future for me is I've got one more year left here till next year June, so finishing up in June. And um, look at that. at this moment, it probably looks like I'll move on. I'll move on post post rugby and. Drink some beer with you guys, and maybe maybe sit on that lovely couch there. You're yeah, more than welcome.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of space here. So, Scala, I mean, if you got the call, you wouldn't say no. Eh? Is that what you're saying? No, you're, you never retire, de- did you?
2: I don't, I don't think you'll ever say no. I mean, yeah. Ask uh, your mate, Scott Brett. <laughs> yeah. Look, Scala is pushing it. He's a couple of years older than me. I mean, he's gunning for Victor Matfield's record, which is uh, outstanding in itself. <laughs> he calls himself Peter Pan. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. That. Yeah. Actually, but I've he, I, I've seen I've seen him on Sunday mornings. He doesn't quite like he look like Peter Pan <laughs> on Sunday mornings. <laughs>
0: Like like he actually has to get, like onto the, he's got to get onto the field, though, in order to break Victor's record at the moment. <laughs> very,
2: very, very true. I saw a funny photo of his, um, yeah, his Springbok badge, he's um, assistant media manager. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think that's quite an accurate description of where Scar's at at the moment. <laughs> any, any way to
0: get him on the plane, I guess. And um, do you, are you in touch with him, Scala, and a couple of other guys in, in the camp? Like, I yeah, see Flo I, just got called up again yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Flo just went back, um, I think he was on the same flight as Worms last night, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, with Scala obviously we're good mates, hey? so we spent so much time predominantly on the golf course here, but also on the rugby pitch, so it's great for him to be back there, and obviously he's chomping at the bit to get a, a, you know, a playing role, whether it's on the bench or a start, so um, yeah, he had a phenomenal year last year um, for Saracens, so um yeah, all the best with him. And he's busy relocating back to South Africa in a, in a couple of months' time for good. So, mm. you know, he spent 10 years across at mm. Saracens, played, I think, 220, mm. 24, 25 games for the club. So, absolute club legend this son. Mm. Oh, lucky.
1: Like, Scala, listen, we could honestly talk Scotty, to you for so hours. thanks so uh, Cheers, eh? Uh. Yeah, yeah. lucky like the chat to you, Scala. All the very best, man. Thanks again for Big having me. Big pleasure,
2: guys. Me. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, how Howie, you look as beautiful as ever. Worms. <laughs> I saw you last night, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, legend. Bye, guys. Bye thanks. Yeah. thanks for
0: joining us on Light Tackle. Cheers, Cheers man. Ciao. Uh, chefs, I think the word legend gets used quite a lot and probably mm-hmm. a bit too loose. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's very, very fair to say that was a legend that we spoke to now. I mean, 86, you know, the crazy thing about him is 86 Springbok Caps, he couldn't care less if he got to 100 or not. He enjoyed, that's not, the landmarks yeah. aren't for him. He played a lot of rugby in the Cape, never won a Curry Cup. I'm sure that hurts him, but... It's not something that's going to keep him awake at night. He's one of those... I mean, you guys know him a lot but better I than me. I mean, that.
1: he's won a World Cup... Yeah, uh, no, no, no 100%. European but championship. But premier. also, you know...
0: I'm just going to jump back to the seat. Go for it. Sorry.
3: But also, Howie, you know, while you're moving, is I think, you know, I've toured with Scala uh, in Super Rugby and stuff and stuff like that. And for me, he was... Or he epitomised why I played the game, why we, why we all should play the game. The Oak knew how to bring it at training. Yeah. He knew how to bring it... At, for 80 minutes in a game, but he also knew how to let off steam, enjoy himself. Mm. he do the, you know, he just enjoy himself. You ever, you see Scala at training, you see Scala in the bar, he's always laughing, he's always up for gears, he's,
0: Listen, and that's how you should, that's how this, I'm just very, yeah. sorry, I'm just very glad he didn't tell any stories about me, because he put me to bed once or twice on one or two tours, and one or two bachelor's parties, so I'm very glad <laughs> <laughs> nothing came about
1: me. <laughs> but I, I don't think there's many, many guys in the honestly in the modern era of rugby there's honestly a handful mm. who commanded as much respect from their own team as well as from the opposition
0: on the field off the field both first guy they want to have a beer with after a game 100%. but the first
1: guy they actually want to smash on the
0: field and vice versa try, yeah, yeah I'll I'll try. Tell you a quick Kirk story well.
3: we we played um we were the stormers and we played um against the Crusaders in christchurch and i wasn't in, i wasn't in the match that 2022 20, i think it was at the time and as a light, like, as a youngster sitting on the side of the field and watching Richie McCall and Scala go hammer and tongs yeah, at each other said. for 80 minutes, it was like a, it was like vehicles colliding at every every turn. The two of them at the breakdown. I mean, every tackle, Skull's there or, or Richie's there, and just for 80 minutes in Christchurch, the flames, the horses running <laughs> around the field. It was an experience you'll never understand. Yeah, and then. Game's done. The first thing Scala does, grab, game's done. I think we lost. To the, we lost. To, we lost to the Crusaders, and he cracks a beer. And him and Richie are best mates, standing together, having a beer, chatting. Not even talking rugby. Talking family and talking life and talking. And for me, that was just a complete eye opener as to how, like how this, how he can take 80 minutes onto the field, have, go head to head with with an individual, and walk off and completely not even like rugby was a, probably a byproduct of whatever they were discussing. And I just sat there
0: in awe, going, this is why we play this game. Yeah, you know. So you mentioned uh, McCaw and Burger, two Kiwi and Springbok legends. This weekend, <laughs> no McCaw, no Burger, but it's the Springboks against uh, the All Blacks and Loftus. Uh, boys, we, we obviously don't have a lot of time left because we spend quite a bit of time challenging Scala. But how important is it, number one, and either of you can take this, that we win this game? And number two, can we win this game?
1: Either The of you. second answer is... Can we win it? Yes, we definitely can. Will we How important is it? My answer doesn't change. I think we will. Yeah. But for me, if people are now going to... If we happen to lose and people jump on the bandwagon and we go down that whole rabbit hole again and all this trouble, it's so tight. Come on. We've decided we're backing them. You know, let's... They might not win it. Okay? The All Blacks are going to be pissed off. There's a point to prove, you
3: know... Yeah, I mean, how you know? For me, I think I don't know if we said it last week, but or I read it somewhere. But it was a case of let's start being supporters, not fans. And that for me is is, there's a fine line that that clearly defines where we where this team is going. Mm. You know, on Saturday again, we weren't the finished product. There was a lot of wrong with what we did, but for pure, there was a clear plan. There was. Enthusiasm.
0: They played with width. Also, we never looked like losing against the Wallabies last week.
1: We never did. And, and that's unfortunately yeah, that's, that's, 100%, that's 100%. a good a, thing un- I think Unfortunately, too. we had such a strong first half, and then mm. you know the game degenerated. Rubbish. It's a Test match. We won 23-12 I think the Aussies dragged us that. down
0: a little bit. You know, they, they were the guys fighting for survival. I for thought sure. they. They would maybe remind me of a desperate Springbok team from a couple of years ago, perhaps just trying to sort of stay in the fight. And yeah. um, what do you, Morgs? What do you see as the important matchups? I mean, the, I'm not going to ask Worms because he'll go tight five and lineouts and all that kind of stuff. But it's obvious. It's obvious that it's got it's the forwards. If you don't get the ball, you're not going to win mm-hmm. a game of rugby. But what are the exciting matchups that you're going to look at in particular this weekend? Um, potential think, matchups because obviously we don't know the teams. Look, I
3: mean, yeah, we don't know the lineups yet. But I mean, uh, but you know. I think potentially the, the nine, the nines could could be important now. Who's who the All Blacks pick at nine is going to be very interesting for me. I think they'll probably um,
0: go back to Smith. I would imagine.
3: Uh, yeah, well, you never know. It's up for debate, you know. Mm. I think, but again, they're two extremely strong nines. But I think Faf's played every single game this Tri-Nation, this um, rugby championship. Mm. So that is always going to be, you know, it's going to be tough for him to bring out another performance like he has been. But I think that's obviously where it all starts. You know, nine and ten for me has always been a platform that that needs to be set. Mm. You know, I think. Uh, the the All Blacks without um, my favorite uh, lock, um, Brodie Retallick, is a different kettle of fish altogether. And I think Iben uh, and, and Musted are really playing good rugby together. So that combination as a combination mm. against potentially the All Blacks, Worms can probably pass better comment on that. So I won't talk too much on that. But irrespective of the matchup, for me it still remains if that fifteen or twenty-three guard and perform to their potential. Then, for the first time, I'll ever say this we can beat the All Blacks man for man, pure on pure ability. You know, we've got, a, we've got wingers that can finish. For the first time, we've got wingers that can finish and not just, you're going to catch the ball and, you know, dive over the try line. These guys can get the ball with two defenders in front of them and make magic happen. You know, and Kobe came into his own this weekend. Whether he'll get picked again at wing against the All Black side remains to be seen, what Rush's is thinking is. But. Again, there was a player who was putting on hits, who was putting his body on the line. You know, Yes, he's got a few weaknesses, but so do every other rugby player if you really want to go nitpick. So I'm extremely confident, or I've seen enough from this Springbok side of the, over the England series and this rugby championship to be extremely optimistic about this game. And remember, without us hoping that it's going to be a lucky victory, we can mm. actually go out there, play quality rugby, and go and win without needing luck. And in the past, it was always. We needed the luck to beat mm. the All Blacks.
0: Williams, you were abroad now, and you spend a bit of time with Skulkberger. Yeah. You also spend a bit of time with Francois. Lowe. Yeah. What was his feedback from the Springbok camp and, and his time there flowed, so far. No, yeah.
1: Very bullish, huh? very excited. Mm. Said so there's definitely definitely a new energy. So, so he was he was initially told that he wasn't going to be involved or that it was part of the plan of rotation yeah, and checking yeah, that yeah. he was going to play the two away legs and not these legs. And obviously, you know, he said, sometimes happens, something's changed. Mm. Um, So he was excited to get back. Um, But again, I I think I just want to. I mean, obviously, tight five line outs absolutely critical. But for me, this weekend, at altitude, the balance of the loose trio Hmm. is on defense and attack is going to be. And Rassi wouldn't have flown
0: Flo all the way back from England just to come and watch the game. So you have to think that Flo will be in the 23. But you know what, for me, is so exciting is the fact that, you know, we talk about the squad and all this.
3: And we. I would say we come to the, the Aussies of the weekend. Maybe not count, or whatever you want to call it, or it is what it is. But without Francois Lowe, and Francois Lowe, to me, is still one of our best Lucys out there. So, looking forward, beyond this, mm. necessarily, the rugby championship, looking World Cup, looking beyond, Markov and Stad and Francois Lowe, that, that those <laughs> names are starting to mm. look seriously scary in a squad, mm. like the likes of you know, how the All Blacks have, what has made the All Blacks amazing for so long is that, I mean, you could, there's five different Lucies you could choose. Six
0: different Lucies you could choose. Wouldn't change their performance. Don't forget, Nocce did nicely in his 42, 43 minutes. Yeah, he came in as a late replacement for Warren Whiteley. So
3: you could, um, I, I, should, I should mention him, I'm mm. right up there. He started mm. on Saturday, you know. Mm. I thought he played really nicely. Mm. I think, you know, for a, for a first cap or a first start, you often that I think was a very good performance for a first cap. You know, you mm. can only get better from there. Absolutely. And he carried great ball. I mean, I thought he really fronted up nicely. He really put his body on the line. So, for the again, what what Scott said there, which really hit home for me, was for the first time we're seeing a spring side have an identity again, mm. and that I think is, is is massive. You know, the Victor Matfield era with Bucky's and 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 John, under John Smith's leadership had an identity. All of a sudden, under Sia Khaleesi, the Springboks are having an identity again, led by the likes of Peter Steps and and so forth.
0: So I'm actually, I'm going to be at Loftus this weekend, boys. I'm not sure if any of you are making the trip. I'm going off for a bit of work. As you know, I do work, believe it or not. So I really look forward to it. I think the, the, the atmosphere will be incredible, like and I edge, keep forgetting that bar just down the road from Loftus, but I'm definitely going there for a pre-drink and yeah. hopefully celebrate afterwards. Uh, I've got to get back early the next day. I've got to take my baby for swimming lessons. But anyway, boys, uh, neck on the line here. What do you reckon? Prediction for the Springboks against the All Blacks at Loftus? I said I won't go against the Springboks again, so I'm not going to go against them again. But uh, it's going to be tough, but I'll go with a very tight Springbok victory. Worms? I'll call it Springboks by five. five. That was actually my prediction too, Billy. I've Springboks
1: by five. I actually mentioned that previously. So I think it's quite key what Skylar said. eh? yeah maybe we'll be wrong because yeah. I usually am wrong when I stick my neck out yeah. right? the All Blacks will score between 20 and 30 points Yeah. So can we score more Absolutely. I think we
0: can then um, Argentina hosting the Wallabies I'm actually going to stick my neck out and say the Wallabies are going to win this I can't see them losing yet again they've lost I think if I'm not mistaken their last 10 matches they've lost 8
1: they're going to lose to Argentina
0: I right? think they're going to win what do you boys reckon no, I, think, you say I lose. said Aziz. You say Aussies. Mm. Morgs and I will go with Aussies then. Perfect. Then, just last but not least, or very quickly, Pro 14. Unfortunately, the Kings and the Cheetahs lost on the road again. The Kings couldn't keep the momentum up after their great win against the Glasgow Warriors. And then, last but definitely not least, the Curry Cup. Western Province Rugby beating uh, the Sharks by 50 points to 28. Basically, got, they got their home semi final sewn up. They need to get one more point in the next game in two weeks' time against the Bulls. And they host a home final potentially. Their points for pretty impressive. I was looking today 242 4, 106 against. Worms, you were running around London or St. Albans. I don't know if you watched the game, Morgues, on Saturday, yeah, but I mean, it was, a, it was a, quite a good game of rugby. I mean, the Sharks came back, they were down 31 7, they came back. It ended up being a damn good a damn good game of rugby.
3: Yeah, definitely the best game of rugby we've seen so far, this character. Mm. But again, the scoreline does worry me, you know. I mean, 50 odd, 20 odd
1: is still. still so, There's not a, I mean, I know it was a good game, I, mm. I caught some of the highlights, but there's not a team that is, Western Bromwich is playing in a different league yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I know we've touched on the review, we don't have to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to take something immensely special from another team. To,
0: All right, to boys, play. well, listen, I'll send you a couple of pics from Loftus. hopefully the post-match celebrations. Very could catch up. Uh, I think we've got a nice, exciting guest lineup for next week as well. We'll let our, we'll let our viewers and our listeners and our followers no, no and everybody no, you know about that. So yeah. thanks to everybody for your questions this week. Morgs, thanks for joining us. Worms, thank you for joining us. To Striped Horse for our hydration partners, One for the Road, for seeing us home safely. Rugby Pass, Rugby 365, will host our, our video blog and, of course, our podcast, which you can download on iTunes and subscribe to. Thanks for joining us, boys. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next week. To everybody out there. Cheers. See you next Cheers. week. Thanks, thanks HK.